What I find the most interesting about your work, Becky, is this idea that performance or a theatrical experience can happen digitally. I, f- I find that so intriguing. So w- what was the starting aim with Inside Theatre from um, the very beginning of the process? Was it to turn performance into a digital experience? Um, no, quite frankly, Tom, it wasn't. Um, okay, <laughs> we, okay. we started out about five years ago. Um, I, I experienced, um, it was actually a Japanese uh, visual arts company that were using they were using tech um, at an art center in Derby Quad um, and that kind of blew my mind a little bit and I thought this is incredible so I started looking into that a bit more and started researching where um, kind of uh, uh, projection uh, technology was but also then immersive experiences I basically fell down a rabbit hole for about two years um, looking at where technology was in terms of other industries, but also the arts, but in terms of dance. And then when I look back at it on theatre and I thought we are way behind other technology, uh, other, sorry, art forms, but certainly other industries in the use of tech. And the more I learned about it, the more excited I got as a theatre director, because I thought actually there's so many more opportunities and possibilities with tech. And suddenly everything that we imagine could become a possibility. And as a theatre director, that's really very exciting because a lot of the time when you're developing shows, uh, part of the difficulty uh, or the challenge is to create those worlds. But sometimes you've got to scene change within 10 or 15 seconds. Uh, Sometimes you have very, uh, especially these days, very limited technical teams, um, limited budgets as well. So, you know, how can we create those different worlds? Um, to be as kind of truthful and um, as interesting and as exciting or sometimes as fantastical as possible. And particularly those sort of more fantastical sort of plays, there's more imagination, there's plays that kind of stretch the imagination a bit more. H- how can we create those worlds? Um, and to me, that technology just allowed us those possibilities. And so I started exploring that and was using Arts Council funding to look at all sorts of things, some of which I can't talk about because we're still working on it and it's still quite secretive. Um, and along that sort of journey, I collaborated with um, with technical specialists. So people who have nothing to do with theatre whatsoever, um, but they, they are the kind of, I always say they're the clever people in the company. I'm just the one who has the ideas. I just say, I'm just the imaginator guys. That's my line. Um, and when they go, how do you think that's going to happen? How, how, are you, how is that possible? I go, guys, I, I'm just the imaginator. You guys are the ones who are the practicators. You make everything happen. So these are kind of app developers, um, computer scientists, and um, sometimes designers as well. Um, and... Uh, along that sort of journey, we had this idea about a sort of before, during and after experience of theatre and um, something that came to light during that process was how there was an 18.7% drop in young people attending theatre in the past 10 years. And in 2019 alone, just in that year, there was an 8% drop in young people attending theatre. And that to me was a huge issue that needed addressing straight away. Um, Theatre is a 2000 year old industry uh, plus. We need to be making sure those young people are engaged and as excited about theatre as generations past have always been. 
um, for the sustainability of it. Um, you know, it, it does give you a similar figure within the next 10 years, um, less than half of young people could be experiencing theatre in the community. So I thought, how can these two things combine? And so we were thinking about that and this before experience and then the pandemic hit and everything closed. Um, and so this idea about creating something that could be um, using a device that's in your pocket. And that was something that kind of connected those two things for me, uh, using tech, but also something that might engage and excite younger people because 99% of younger people own a mobile phone, own a smartphone. Um, and with kind of during this journey, actually, Apple and Android releasing the VR technology with uh, our mobile phones meant we could take that next leap and go, what if you could have your own theatre in the palm of your hand? And that kind of became a lot more pressing when theatres closed. And my heart went out to teachers and those studying theatre at home because I thought, bless you, I honestly don't know how you're doing this and studying and learning about something which is so practical um, and so needs to be hands-on and in a room and how on earth do you learn about that so what I was trying to do is create something that people could ex get as close to that experience as possible and create something that was like theatre um, but also this way you don't need a big fancy stage and you don't have to have the £50,000, £100,000, £200,000 budget you could go actually what would it be like if I made my entire set blue um, and just just randomly just to see what it would be like and just have a go with that and play with that. And, and what happens with with lighting if we change the colours completely and how does that affect the show? So a chance to really experiment with all the things you just want to have a go at. And even as a theatre director, actually, sometimes you think, oh, I really just, I know we can't because we haven't got the time, but I'd really like to see what it was like if I'd made all the lights pink, just to see what it would be look like. And it's a crazy idea, and I definitely wouldn't use it in the show, but part of me is just curious. And actually, the app allows you to do that, allows you that experience. So, yeah, that was a very long-winded answer to your question. <laughs> and how much creative control does the user have on the app? If you were logging on for the first time, what processes does the app take you through? So you have costume, set, lighting and sound. So we build it within the world of a show. Um, and the reason we do that is that you have some focus. The idea being that you are taken on the same journey in the driver's seat as a director or designer. So you are taken on that journey. So there is an option to view the story in a little animation. Um, so that you understand what it is you are designing and creating. An option then to create your vision. So then you take it through step by step. Um, along the way, there's little industry tips along the way. So if you click on the little, there's a little pink eye button. And actually what we've done is used um, industry professionals, top industry professionals to say, give me your best three pieces of advice. Uh, for being a lighting designer, for being a costume designer, being a set designer. And they have given some really helpful advice on there. So if you click on that, it gives you some pointers of where to go. So because we've created it in the world of uh, Midsummer Night Stream, which is a pro product that a uh, production that we're envisaging, um, it's sort of taking you on the theatre maker's journey um, as well. So uh, in terms of costume, you are designing for a fairy because we decided that was the most fun thing to decide for. Uh, why not? If you're going to do anything up Midsummer Night's Dream, why not do a fairy? Because that's really exciting. And, and probably not 
obviously not the most pivotal character in the piece, but um, what I wanted was an opportunity for people, particularly people exploring designing theatre for the first time, to really let their imaginations go. Um, and if you're designing for um, one of the other characters, one of the lovers or one of the lords or whatever, you know, the, the duke, it's not quite as exciting as as designing a fairy. Is it? It's something so fantastical. Um, so, yeah, everything really, you can design every part of that. So we've given a model of different costume designs. Our particular inspiration is a kind of, uh, our vision for the show is a positive image of multiculturalism. So that's why it's got particular designs to it. But you can choose the combination of costumes. You can choose the wing shape. You can choose the wing colour. Uh, you can choose the colour of the outfits. So it still has quite a lot of scope for choice within that. Um, there's still um, over 100 different, uh, I think it's, it's almost a couple of hundred different possibility combinations that you could have just in the costume selection. You move to the set and you've basically got an empty stage. The only thing that has to stay is there's a big round circle in the middle and the big round circle in the middle has to stay because we've used some motion capture um, for the performance that you get to see at the end. Um, and basically so that the computer in, in your, uh, in your smartphones or tablets, so it knows where to put that, uh, performance we have to have it as a set piece but also so that somebody didn't put a big boulder in the way or something or a big column and then then, then bottom would walk through that so we have to have a little blank place on the stage um there's a big round circle at that but you can change even the flooring of the set so you could have a black box theater uh you could have it a nice green lush forest um uh, there's there's a few different there's about five different combinations of that but you can add then on the set model you can add all sorts of different things, columns and blocks and squares and steps and um, lots of different, lots and lots of different options of things. Not only that, you can then add a texture to it. And most of them have got at least uh, six or seven, um, sometimes nine or 10 different texture options on each one of those things. So there is actually hundreds of different combinations of things that you could do with the set we've gone along i gave the design team kind of specifics in terms of style so i said to them look i want something that is kind of very traditional sort of more elizabethan english forest look i said i want something more fantastical multicultural kind of forest jungle kind of theme to it i want something that's um more kind of post-apocalyptic um, I want something that's more kind of grunge, graffiti, urban sort of look. Um, so there's lots of different combinations. You could go with one style. You could try and um, experiment with both of those styles. So you could have something that's very urban and graffiti and grunge looking, but you could have a little bit of the forest in there as well. Um, kind of on a, on a sort of uh, urban jungle sort of theme. And then you move to uh, lighting and basically we give you a lighting rig in a very similar sort of way to, it's a, it's a sort of more simplified version of what a lighting designer can see when they're programming lights digitally. Um, so you get a little rig. So we've got face lights, we have got side lights and we've got the rig, the overhead rig as well. So you can experiment with kind of where those side lights come in and the colors of the side lights. Um, the, and the face lights, you can experiment with the colors as well. 
the overhead rig, um, you've got five lights, five lamps that you can alter. So you can move it forward, back, left, right. You can expand the size of the light, reduce the size, uh, uh, increase the intensity to make the light much stronger or make it uh, much duller. And then I believe we've got about a dozen, uh, or is it 16, I can't remember, um, uh, colour choices uh, for the lights as well. So you can really have got a full scope. Um, in fact, recently, um, a friend of mine runs a theatre company. She said she planned her lighting plan on that app, even though it wasn't the right set. She said it was great because I just had a blank stage, but it gave me an idea of what colours I could use. And then I, I took that with me to uh, to do a fringe performance and said, something that looks like this, please, uh, to the tech team. And then finally, we've got sound. Um, it is quite limited choice on sound in that we have developed. So we've, we've used a, a composer who's worked for the RSC to develop four different sound options. Um, the reason we gave those options rather than you being able to mix something is that there's already apps out there where you can mix your own music and you can experiment with that. Most people have interacted with GarageBand at some point. Um, lots of people have used Audacity. So what could we offer that wasn't already out there? And, and I felt that wasn't really necessary. Also, you are limited in um, the size of, <laughs> of that you can put onto an app. And I felt it was more important to allow the options for design and visuals um, than allow a mixing, a sound mixing app, which already exists. So it gives you an idea, gives you a flavor. And basically, we again, on those sort of themes, we've got more traditional music. We've got a modern option. Uh, we've got a more kind of magical sort of fantastical theme. Um, in fact, I said to the composer, uh, I gave her the inspiration of, I was like, something Harry Potter-esque, something magical, mystical, fantastical. Um, and then there's just a sound effect. So it's just the sound effect of, of a kind of woodland forest. Um, just to see, to introduce people to the idea that sound effect doesn't have to always be music, that actually sound effects um, in the background can be just as effective sometimes. Uh, but again, it's introducing people who have never kind of developed a show from start to finish like that, introducing them to the idea of the impact of sound and how could that can massively affect the performance. So anybody kind of using that, I'd say, go through it more than once and definitely choose a different sound because actually, even if you've got all the rest of the set models, and design features exactly the same. Altering the sound each time really changes the performance right. a lot. And what excites me so much, Becky, about what you and your team have created are the endless possibilities of the app. I mean, I'm switching hats from an employee at the theatre. Let's say we're hosting a creative careers day for young people to come and experience or understand the, the industry and the possibilities of the creative industries and, and how this app can be utilised within that experience and then again switching into let's say as a director like you mentioned earlier and now this absolutely is being utilised to actually design and to be able to block a performance before I even take it to a tech team and that creative team are able to then um, contribute ideas to the performance. How have you managed to put parameters on this idea and what do you see as the main focus for the app or potentially its target audience? 
Um, so we're targeting, uh, primarily targeting 14 to 24 year olds. That's my target, um, particularly GCSE and A-level students, um, but also moving on to university students who are sort of maybe broaching um, directing, signing for the first time. So those who might be doing BA performing arts kind of courses, but primarily GCSE A-level students because they have to learn about design. I was the sort of student that I learned by doing. I'm a kinesthetic learner. And for me, there were very few options for that when I was at school. You learned from a textbook. You read about how you should design something. But also, I went to a very ordinary, comprehensive school in a working class area. We didn't have a fancy theatre to be able to go in and go, look, have a play with the lights and see what happens when you put these things in. Um, we had a classroom that we painted black in the school holidays. Um, that was our, and, and I know that's the experience for lots of people still. Um, and so what I wanted was that opportunity for younger people to, to like I said, to really have a, have a play and learn from experience. So yes, whilst there is a huge parameter of, of options with it, there, there should be, that really pushes people's imagination a bit more um, to not do the ordinary, to... Um, and I think I think also, I think the young generation are used to these kind of design apps. They are used to creating different worlds and these virtual worlds. They are used to that virtual world. And I think saying to them, "Okay, now create your own virtual world," um, and that being in the in the scope of theatre, I think allows them a lot of possibilities. Um, so yes, there are huge amounts of possibilities within it. But I think that that you know that's what it should be right because I don't want to box them in and go right create a show but um, I'm only going to give you the options of creating it Elizabethan oh come on I mean we've been doing that for hundreds of years it's great I'm not saying we shouldn't and I've, you've certainly got that option there but what if you wanted to set it in a weird alien infested post-apocalyptic world <laughs> you know why not set it there see what happens um and and have a go with that. What if the fairies are actually aliens? And there is certainly an option to make it look like that if you wanted. So um, yeah, why not have a go and experiment with that? So uh, it, it, it kind of stretches your imagination. And I think that is the beauty of theatre and that's the beauty of storytelling. And it's also particularly the beauty of Shakespeare, if you ask me. And I think that's the reason he survived so long is because there aren't pages and pages of stage direction it is open and it is adaptable to so many different options so allowing them to understand that this play might have been written hundreds of years ago but actually it could still be done and set today it could still be set in a world of COVID-19 it could be set in the 1980s it could be set wherever you want it to it could be set modern day in an urban street um, in a broken down derelict you know, housing estate, whatever, you know, th those options are there and, and sort of helping them to understand those options are there and think beyond the parameters of what they've seen or the parameters of what they think the play is, because that's the challenge of a director is creating your vision. So are your aspirations now to expand the directory of plays that you can design? It is indeed. We we are currently working on that at the moment. I can't say too much about that, Tom, I'm afraid. But um, yes, the plan is to add more plays uh, to it. So yes, with kind of active theatre companies so that they would be able to uh, put their show and their work into the app. 
and that young people can experience that as a before experience before the, they go to the show or they might go and see the show and go okay that was great I reckon I could do that better I reckon I could create a, a more interesting world um, without having the budget because that's that that's great because actually the app is one ninety nine. You know, it's it's the price of a couple of cans of pop and you can then start exploring your world and going, okay, if I was going to direct um, this play, noughts and crosses, if I was going to direct DNA, um, trying not to give away the play I am doing, because <laughs> I'm very close to that end. Um, it, it, you know, I've, I really liked that piece, but I reckon I could do that better. So, um, you know, what, how would you design it? Where would you go with it? So, um, yeah, that's the idea behind it is that there would be more shows and then we would have similar possibilities, um, similar setup in terms of, yes, the lighting rig would probably always be the lighting rig, but there may be one show that, and it's the nature of theatre, that actually the lighting has so much more of an emphasis than, say, the costumes. So actually we might downscale the, the options of costume, but we might... Um, upscale the possibility of uh, lighting. So we might want, one thing we're discussing at the moment is the option of adding in gobos, for instance, which for those people who don't know, it's the patterns that uh, put into lights and you can see the little patterns on the stage. Sometimes they do them with trees or snowflakes or that kind of thing. And you can see that pattern on the stage. So that's something that we're experimenting with. With, with A Midsummer Night's Dream, our vision is uh, uh, using projection mapping. So um, we wouldn't need... Uh, gobos in the lighting so it wasn't an important effect um, there are other productions that you know they actually use very little uh, stage set and scenery but sound is hugely important lighting is hugely important so for some shows it might be that we angle that way a little bit more and give some more options but essentially the the, the setup will be the same but yeah the options and the choices will be different each time it's such a huge amount of creative work from you and your team. And to be able to supply so many different variables for each play, especially as then they're then uploaded for people to, to then customise um, and design themselves. Theatres and schools must be incredibly interested in this app. What have their reactions been so far? At the moment, um, I would say limited because... It's just the way things are at the moment and people are trying to keep their heads above water. People are, are treading water at the moment. Um, and obviously, and I'm sure lots of people are aware of the fact that theatres are, are having to close shows all the time because there are illnesses, COVID illnesses within the cast. Um, and, you know, even West End shows, I saw that uh, Back to the Future went down this week uh, for a couple of days. Amelie the Musical, I, don't, I think that was last week or the week before. I'm based in Sheffield, actually. and um, living in Sheffield now and, and they had a show on this week that went down as well. So, you know, it's happening all over the place. Um, so, yeah, I think um, at the moment people are very kind of tunnel vision on what they can do, at the, you know, just trying to keep themselves afloat at the moment. But there are plans to expand and the right people are interested. That's what I would say. The right people that are going to be very important to those studying theatre are interested. And at the moment, that's the key target. Cool. How was London Tech Week? I'm not going to lie. It was a bit scary because I'm a theatre director and, um, and creative. 
Um, that's my experience. I've been working in theatre for 20 years and I, I've recently, only recently stepped into this world of being an entrepreneur. Um, and suddenly there's a lot of business talk, which can be quite intimidating to theatre people where uh, sometimes I'm just sitting there going, look, I'm, I'm just somebody who makes nice stories and pretty things. Um, and they really understand what you're talking about with investors. Um, I am learning more in that. So, but yeah, it was great. And I, I suppose what's really interesting about it for me and the reason I'm attending a lot of these sort of international tech conferences is to keep my finger on the pulse of where what is being developed tech-wise. So there are things that I've learned within the last sort of two or three years, which are not, uh, they're not out there yet, but there's some really going to be some fascinating uh, developments within the next two to three years, particularly relating to your uh, mobile phones. And I think that's going to really help us in the future. And we've got future plans relating to that tech as well. Um, so when we develop this further, within the next sort of three, four years, once they've released it in the next two to three, three to four years for us, we will develop our tech to kind of go along with that. So it's, I mean, it's pretty mind blowing, the sort of thing they're developing, really exciting stuff. Mm. Yeah, and you've you've come away from that conference as ones to watch, is that right, in 2022? Yes, we have been titled the uh, 100 ones to watch uh, by the Creative Industries, Creative Industries Council, which is hugely exciting. Um, yeah, really, really good for us, and it's really going to help us to kind of project the company, um, which means um, for users, it means that we will get investors interested, uh, we and funders interested, which means we can expand and add um, further shows to the app. And I can't say too much else, but the other technology as well that we are also developing, which is going to be using, again, virtual reality, augmented reality, immersive experiences to do with theatre. We have another project in the pipeline, uh, which won't be released till 2023, but it's going to be mind-blowing um it's going to be huge yeah yeah well then you'll have to come back and we'll have another episode and talk about it we will <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure so what is on the horizon now for inside theater how do people engage with the app and all of your current offers are you simply now saying download the app that's what we're waiting for get using it it's available um and are there other any opportunities for people to engage with inside theater and the work that you are creating so we are introducing workshops online um we've already been doing some experiments with those um so at the end of the last academic year before we went into the summer holidays uh we did some of those a kind of prototype workshops online um, so we are doing those in the UK and internationally as well, um, which means I have to get up at very strange times of the night to deliver them to different countries, which is very uh, exciting and interesting. Um, and yeah, basically that's sort of sitting in, that's taking us, the class, taking the as a director, and I have another specialist along with me, another industry person working along with me. Um, and we take them through that process. We take the class through the process and go, okay, so now you're going to do this, think about this and think about that. So we design it for them. It's done through Zoom. Um, has to be done through Zoom and not meetings because meetings doesn't allow for share screening of the app. Um, so we take them through the process. So we do that and it's basically projected into their classrooms and we go, okay, 
um, let's take you through through the process of of, of uh, allow still allowing them to design it. They design it. We just give some coaching along with it. Um, well, yeah, we're basically uh, yeah just giving them advice as they as they go through it and saying, okay, yeah, this is just something to think about. Is this um, thing just dropping things in there like sight lines and thinking about your vision and how you create that vision? And then there's lots of time at the end or, or some time at the end for Q and A, uh, which inevitably goes over the five or 10 minutes I have planned uh, inevitably because they have so many questions, which is fantastic. So we are leading those workshops at the moment. There is plans um, in the pipeline. Again, we are waiting uh, funding for that, but to build them into live workshops, in-person workshops. Again, with the development of this new technology I've talked about, there are future plans to come in and bring some of that tech into schools. We are also going to be developing over the next uh, six months, we are going to be developing tech workshops for schools. So we're going to go into schools and colleges and universities and say, look, here is some of the tech that's cutting edge stuff being used in theatres and being used with the top 1%, top 5% of theatres in the world. But you guys need to know about it because in five and 10 years time, this is going to be a lot more standard practice. Um, recently, uh, I've been talking to lots of very tired drama teachers, bless you all, um, <laughs> uh, very exhausted drama teachers talking about how they feel behind in that knowledge of tech and theatre and how it's being used. Um, so our idea is to do some uh, CPD training for teachers and um, to give them a bit of a heads up on tech and theatre and some of the amazing, wonderful things that are out there now, but also could be out there. We've got a kind of vision for the future of how we see that tech evolving and being used in the industry more. So we can kind of give them a heads up on that. Um, but yes, also going in and doing workshops in schools within the next five or six months that will happen. Um, and we have got the workshops online. Yes, download the app, use it, absolutely. Um, a heads up for the teachers as well. If you're planning on doing it across using apps, uh, devices that you've got in school, if you use uh, your uh, the, the Apple software, I, I'm not sure if it's on Google, but it's definitely on Apple, offer educational discounts on top of that as well. So um, if you're bulk buying, contact us as well. And what is the best way for people to do that, Rebecca? If you can contact us uh, by email, info at insidetheatre.co.uk. Um, and if you contact us, we'll give you some bulk discounts. Um, so, yeah, get on the app. Just start playing with it and, and use it and learn um, and enjoy it and create different things and see what it looks like at the end. Because actually, after you've made all those choices, you get to then see your choices played out in a little mini scene, uh, which we use motion capture for. So that is an actual actor. It isn't a cartoon that we've developed. That is an actual actor who did that performance. We motion captured him. For those of you who don't know what motion capture are, we put him in a funny coloured black suit with balls all over it, coloured balls, and the computer picks it up and it um, saves all of those choices. Then what a very clever um, app person did, our app developer did, a uh, man called Darius Powell, he then turned that into a kind of digital computerised version of the actor uh, doing that performance and then added a donkey head to his head, just, you know, 
because because we can um and so yeah so that is you can see your choices all played out so when you watch that performance at the end that will include all of your choices something else you can do is you can save it so you can um, screenshot the image you can save images which will save your set design and your costume design so you can send that to your teacher or you can save it screen um and you could show it in class if you're doing it at home um you can also go back and change your choice so something i was saying before like if you think oh actually do you know what i put that giant mushroom in the middle of the stage and now i can't see anything i wish i hadn't done that you can go back and delete that giant mushroom and then go through again so you can do that you can make all sorts of different changes so there's some part of it that you like but there's some part you want to change um like i said before experimenting going actually what if the set and the costume were the same but i completely changed the lighting what would that do how would that affect the performance what does it how does it affect if i do the the sound so yeah have a play go on it have a play teachers really encourage you to book the workshop we can just inspire and excite them i think just sometimes having someone else that isn't the teacher talk them through it as well having a theater director i usually bring an actor on board as well which means because i'm doing them online it means i can use people who are currently working so it it doesn't uh it, it does allow me more flexibility um which also means you're supporting the industry as well because it means i can i can provide work for lots of artists and creatives um who you know the industry is is in a difficult position at the moment we are recovering but we're in a difficult position so by booking these workshops they're only 130 pounds which for a workshop really isn't a lot of money um they're 90 minute workshops uh we can reduce them to 1 hour um but to get the full use out of it i recommend doing the full 90 minutes um and yeah and then they get to to ask lots of lovely questions at the end um but so that's where we are currently but yes there are plans in the pipeline to do in person to do the cpd uh training for teachers to do tech theater workshops and bring in some of that vr tech as well so we can actually bring in some vr headsets and things um at the moment because of covid-19 stuff it's it's like more complicated so we that's why we need the funding to kind of fund that um to make sure that everything is covid safe so yes there is plans to develop workshops in person bringing in some tech in um so that they can develop it future plans to do some really awesome in person workshops you really uh, immersive experiences it's really fascinating stuff becky and and thank you so much for speaking with me this afternoon um and allowing me the opportunity to to hear how inside theater has been developed and where it's heading and i can't wait to speak to you again uh the other side of this year in 2022 for me this this all really resonates especially because that was one of the main reasons why I I wanted to start this podcast to be able to give companies, artists, theaters the opportunity to be able to share their methodologies, share their processes and make that as inclusive as possible. Um so thank you for your time again. Um and yeah, I I can't wait to speak to you in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it.